0: Welcome to the Empowered to Connect podcast, where we come together to discuss a healing-centered approach to engagement and well-being for ourselves, our families, and our communities. I'm J.D. Wilson, and I'm your host of the show, and today on the show, uh, we've got our first Intercontinental guests. That's right. We've got uh, Tom and Don Jordy coming to us all the way from South Africa, from Johannesburg, South Africa, and they're going to join us today to talk about uh, what their experience has been, uh, both parenting during the COVID, as uh, as we all have been, um, but also uh, more specifically, um, their work with. Um, Advocacy for adoption uh, in South Africa, as well as being the only ETC uh, certified parent trainers in uh, not just South Africa but all of Africa. So, what has that been like? And um, they'll talk about uh, a few of the the measures they're taking there to begin um, offering ETC as a resource to other families uh, in South Africa, which is uh, super interesting. Um, one of the one of the things that you'll notice is that this episode does um, split into two segments. And So we'll have our uh, part one of our conversation with Tom and Don this week. Uh, Next week, we will have part two of their conversation. this week, though, uh, yeah, we're in for a special treat because uh, Tom does lead off the episode talking about maybe the most embarrassing thing that's happened to him during COVID. Um, so you'll hear us sort of pick up in mid conversation at the beginning, um, and Tom will uh, share a story that uh, I will say had both he and I in tears, but for very different reasons. So you'll hear that first, and then the bulk of our uh, interview afterward. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Please, welcome now, Tom and Don Jordy.
1: I was taking a kid through to our therapy room, and they got these big social distancing stickers to remind the kids to stay one and a half meters from each other. So I think, you know, because of all our ETC training and those folks in Memphis who keep drumming it into us, connect, connect, connect. So my thinking is always, the best way to connect is to have fun. So I said, hey, let's jump from this sticker... (laughs) to that sticker, and they ke- they cleaned the floor every morning with, with a sanitizer, and obviously it had eaten away the glue. So as I jumped from one sticker to the next sticker, the next sticker decided that it would fly forward, but my foot didn't think that was a good idea. So, so I, I crumbled to the floor, said to the child, I'll pick you up from class a little bit later, and... I was carried to my office, and then I passed out, because it was so sore.
2: So, like, you, you, you jump, and you're, like, face down. You're, like, on the ground in pain with that no, kid,
1: did. didn't you? It? it was quite – I held it back. I kind of – I jumped, I slid, I felt my foot pop, and I looked up, and I smiled at him, and I, and I just said, I'll see you just now. Because I didn't want to scare him, you know, because I felt yep, yep. safety and, and all that stuff. You need to, to – Man, I, that's awesome
2: so cool. I mean, Not awesome that you broke your ankle But <laughs> awesome that You about like, safety All the things You assist the counsellor In the midst of your pain
1: You're still thinking about the I was connecting and loving and I was even going to offer him a compromise I mean so. the,
3: the kid The kid's laughing at him <laughs>
1: You know while this is he all happening look, He thinks it's look hilarious at this guy's on the floor. He looks like he's about to cry. What a baby um, Man. <laughs> and the best part is the schools with cameras everywhere so I'm waiting to get the film oh, so my the, kids God. To the kids don't run in the hallway <laughs> and now you know why you slip on stickers
0: Tom I feel like we should that's just crazy. stop that's and that's crazy. the episode we just put that out
1: it's made me realize all my control issues I have to be driven everywhere oh. I'm loving this
3: um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm not.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, how did your kids react to it?
3: Um, a shame. I actually, I, I took Tom to the hospital, so I had to call them out of class um, to let them know that I wasn't going to pick them up. So they were, they were pretty scared because, you know, why would I arrive and call them out of class? And, right. Um, but shame, they're fine. They're actually fine now. <laughs>
1: I keep wanting to wrestle
0: around my foot. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. As we said, we're here with our guests, uh, Tom and Don Jordy, and they are coming to us from South Africa today. So, guys, thanks for being with us today.
1: Such a pleasure. Oh, Great to be awesome. here. Awesome.
0: Um, Mo Odinger is also here. He's attending to his dogs. So he'll be back momentarily. But um, what I wanted to start our conversation with today is obviously we met, uh, I guess, almost a year ago in the ETC um, trainer training. So the train the trainer weekend and um, and um, hated each other and couldn't stand talking to each other. And so it was it was natural
1: to,
0: <laughs> natural to uh, not have you guys on today. But um, one of... <laughs> One of the things that um, I would love to hear is kind of y'all's story of how you got connected to ETC and then, um, and then what has your experience been as trainers uh, kind of in your community and, and what have those classes been like so far for you? So I guess first question is how did you get connected to ETC and then what was the draw to, to come to training uh, last year?
1: Oh yeah, um, Well, our journey with adoption and that sort of, of, of world started around 10 years ago. And then as with all of us, we start to realize, hey, we've got these skills and for, for some reason they don't seem to apply to every child in the world. What's going on with it? You know, this, this, this tool belt is, is somewhat uh, empty. So I think on our journeys, we, we, we came across um, various people and eventually came across TBRI and Dr. Karen Purvisnet, and, and we we went to the, to the conference, I think it was a couple of months before we came to the States. And we, 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 we found out that there was training to be uh, trainers in the States. And I think just through that conference, looking at the content, the books and, and the, the tools and that, we just thought, you know, this is something that uh, we have benefited from just in terms of TBRI. TVRI. Um, and the idea of being TVRI practitioners, um, just in terms of a cost factor, was, was huge, but also it wasn't available at the time because obviously they go through different... Um, periods in the year, sure. and we saw we went onto your website and we saw this this uh, train-the-trainer thing, so we thought, you know what, I'm, I'm risk-averse to, to the health. <laughs> so, so I, I sat and I, and I made a deal with God and I said, you know what, I'm going to apply, because that's not my, my nature, and I'll apply, and if they come back and, you know, there's like smiley faces and laughter, then we know, um, <laughs> but then they came, then I think it was Tana came back and said, yeah, we'd, we'd love to have you guys over there. And, and then I got a bit of...
3: I think we both at that point panicked. We're
1: like, uh-oh, what, what, have we, what have we done now? Um, so, so, so then so then I said, you know, I, I said, okay, let's, let's lay out another fleece. I said, do you have any scholarships? Because that's that's what we, we do in Africa. We, we try and get some help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and then I thought that's going to close the door straight away, you know, because come on. Right. And then Tana came back says, yeah, we will give you 80%. off. <laughs> I was like I know um, now I actually have to find funding and then we thought well this, this seems too good to be true so let's just run with it and we, we prayed about it and then out of the nowhere one Sunday morning somebody from our church had heard about it and said hey we want to pay for it for you and we were just oh poor. wow and that's yeah. I that's, mean we
3: were expecting things to come in drips and drabs yes that we, was we started a, kind of a funding, funding
1: program and and,
3: yeah. so. and one day someone said we've we're fully paying for everything. Yeah, what do you
1: need? I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, you say the number and you kind of like wait for the lofter to start. <laughs> You're done. And, um, wow. And that was it. You know, And that was just, we just thought, what on earth is going on? Doors are opening that we couldn't open. And at that time, we, we'd had, so we've had four kids, uh, one one biological and three, three by adoption. So we'd been using the various TBR tools and that on and off trying our best and that, but uh, we just thought this would, would be an amazing opportunity if the doors would open and then, then they opened yeah. and it just started, a just a whirlwind yeah. ride, you know, and at the time it was amazing because in South Africa, there was various laws that were trying to shut down adoption, uh, change various things around children's, uh, children's rights and that sort of thing. And, and during that time, we'd, we created a video and I'd been on, 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 the news and stuff. And it was like kind of cool. It was like, this is all news all funky. And I thought, well, let's, Let's let's throw another fleece out there for the States and see if that works, you know, let's, let's <laughs> really see it. And, and the door opened and That's we nice. were floored, you know, and then we had visa issues and they came through. And it's just like, it was one thing after another. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, we, we were so blessed to be able to be there. And, you know. Yeah.
3: And I think for us as well, um, we knew that there, were, there was no training like this no. here okay. in South Africa. Yeah. Um, and so it, you know, we just were completely changed. Our parenting was changed. Um, everything about the way we approached our kids yeah. changed, just from the connected child. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, we just we just desperately wanted other people to be changed as well. So.
1: Yeah. Um, but I, I must tell you this story. That I only realized like a month or two after we'd come back. <laughs> so when we landed in New York, I was I actually wanted to go straight to Memphis because my my risk aversion. Didn't want right. me to get on another plane, right. so I actually got an Uber from New York to, to LaGuardia, Newark. York.
3: Well, one of them. I the other
1: know. one. Um, <laughs> you guys have so many. We've got like one. Right. Um, so, so we got there, and um, we're waiting. in it was New York. Newark. Yeah, let's pick that one. And we were just sitting in line waiting on the plane, and we heard our names over the loudspeaker calling us to the front. And we thought, "What's what's going on here?" And they bumped us up to first class. And it was, it was such, it was another, just a miracle. And we what? sat there going, yes, please. This is like we're international travelers in first class now, but wait, it gets better. So I said to myself, I, I've got an affinity for country music on my bucket list is I want to drive in my truck, wearing my Stetson, listening to country music between a cornfield. And I'm not, I'm serious that this is legit. So, so I said, when I get off the plane at Memphis, And before we'd gone to Memphis, I was playing, I was walking in Memphis. I was jamming into my car and I was just really getting into the mood, you know? I had no idea what Beale Street was. Right. And, you know, 10 foot off of Beale, I think we actually made up the word. It was, we didn't know what Beale was or 10 foot. It was where? Right. Anyway, so we got there and we got through and and I walked off the plane and I said to Dawn, I don't care. I'm putting these earphones in and I'm playing walking. I actually
3: made him put the earphones in. He was going to do it loud.
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay. So. So we start walking down, and I'm listening, walking, and I had the whole thing. You know, it was just—it was surreal. It was VR, you know, reality goggles. (laughs) But a couple of months later, I was preparing for for a preacher church, and it just dawned—something dawned on me. I don't know what it was. I can't even remember the the context of the preacher. It, It must have been something around you know God providing for you. But the one line in that song says he got a first class ticket. And he was blue as a boy can be and I'm sitting there going, Are you kidding me? You opened every single door to get to Memphis. I walked off the plane <laughs> into Memphis with my first class ticket. Oh, listening man. to the song that was, <laughs> Look at was this. made for me.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I make,
1: and I just sat I sat there for a second going, What? You, I actually <laughs> yeah. had to catch myself and go, I'm looking through the words and going, that was me, you know?
0: <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> I love it was, that so it, much
1: it was, it was fully got the open doors that it was, it was, it was bizarre and it was well just, I'll just yeah. I'll
2: chime in I mean you know we had all these applications to come be trainers yeah. and it's always humbling to read through just for people from everywhere you know and I remember going South Africa like are they are they for, <laughs> that? would they really come to Memphis do they know that this isn't like <laughs> down you know, the road I didn't know what Zoom was back then, you know. I, <laughs> it's a love this is we're, we're going to meet with people, and uh, yeah, we're grateful. We're grateful and humbled that you, you were willing to come. So um, it was no, great.
3: we're incredibly grateful that you picked us to come. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So thinking through, I mean, you guys come through for the training and go back, and um, and, and for any people listening who have ever gone to the ATC simulcast or have taken the courses, you, know, you kind of walk back into your house ready like like Superman parent mode. Like, I'm, I'm ready now. Oh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm connecting with everybody mm-hmm. now. I've got all the tools ready. Um, what was your experience coming back? Which one do you want? <laughs> right. What was your experience coming back home like? And then when you guys prepared to teach your first course, Talk about that process, if you will, with us.
1: Well, I think if you remember when we left Memphis, it was, it was massively daunting because, um, you know, in, in South Africa, our adoption rate is, is so pitifully low. We've got around about 3,500 abandoned babies surviving every year. So wow. we've got a friend who's just opened a baby house and stuff. It, the numbers are silly and uh, the, the rate is so very low. We've got about half a million adoptable children. That's not orphans. That's just the adoptable ones. Um, so it's one of those stupid problems that we really should be able to solve. But, so we came back knowing that these tools are necessary, but also knowing that um, part of what, what, we, what we do in, with our ministry, The Father Heart, is to raise awareness, which, was, which is what we were doing. Yeah. Um, then we, wanted, we were raising funds to help other people adopt but that the the third arm was to equip people, and we didn't have that. And on the back of etc, then we could come back and say, well, we've got this third one. So we came back, but it was quite daunting because you know that we don't have. I mean, in our church, we're the only couple that's adopting. You know, there's not a massive adoption community around us. So it's, yeah. And even those who do, still so many of them seem to think that the same parenting skills and tools that you have for your biological kids and that will work exactly the same with for kids with Trauma. only people actually go down the road to try and really understand what is the why and stuff behind behaviour that would really know. It. So there wasn't really any, you know, wait, sort of uh, waiting crowd of people. So come and come and feed us. And, <laughs> and also to mention that there's only trainers in the states. There's I think there's Greece, and so we're holding down the southern hemisphere. So I'm also sitting here going. <laughs> so, so so no pressure. Um, so I think we, we came back and then we also, we, one of the big challenges we have is is our currency, which, which is a challenge. So when we go to the States and we look at the amazing resources in the books, but now we have to get them from the States to South Africa. Yeah. And so we're still thinking, how's that practically going to work? And so you are got to get people on a course. Um, over eight weeks, we're only in Joburg. Geography, how is that going to play into stuff? So what we first did was get Friends around us who had adopted, we had a small community, and then other friends around us who had had kids who'd experienced trauma to sort of run through it with them and pilot it through them, and and it worked. It worked so well. Um, we just we it felt so comfortable and so yeah. right. Um, yeah, that's great. Said, yeah, yeah, and so then I think that was about two months after we'd gotten back.
0: Okay, and if I remember right, you just finished your first kind of open course a little bit ago, right, on via Zoom. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so we um, that was another thing we wanted to do on this year, and then social distancing and the stickers on the floor messed with with everyone. <laughs> um, and we didn't know what to do, um, and then you, you guys graciously said no. Just weird times call for different ways. So we got everything out digitally, but what it allowed us to do was to spread spread the reach. So we had people from the Cape, we had people from KwaZulu Natal, we had. A people from our province.
3: This is like people people from 12 hours away, people from six hours yeah, away. That's a
0: lot yeah. for Just us. Just if
3: you don't know where the Cape and KwaZulu-Natal is.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I, I know,
1: of course. I know all those places. No, so, you know. I, I didn't want to point it. At, <laughs> but we know. Um, so that was cool. Obviously, what we lacked in the ability to connect face-to-face mm-hmm. for them to create a bit of a support group, we were able to gain with more of um, we could bypass geography, which was one of my concerns with how do you run an eight, nine-week course around the country because I can't move to different places for nine weeks. And with the only ones here, how do they work? So the Zoom actually, it it helped a lot. So it ticked a lot of boxes. It wasn't the most ideal because I think still face-to-face and in a room and being able to touch all the sensory stuff. And, and also yeah. just
3: being able to um, have that kind of relationship around yeah. the table, um, yeah. you know. But,
1: but it was surprisingly nice, and a lot of them were still in their pyjamas in bed. <laughs> so they appreciated that as well. So we were, I think we were pleasantly surprised. It actually went yeah. really well. And those were people who went on the simulcast that went uh, another, uh, another lady ran, who went to the conference last year. She ran okay. the simulcast and started a Facebook group. So we thought on the back of that, <clears throat> we wanted to capitalize on the cost and say, hey, we're here, we're running it, it'll have to be via Zoom, who's in. So
0: that's awesome.
1: And so, yeah, yeah. so we're about 14,
3: yeah, about 14, 14 people, people who did
1: it over Zoom. That's and great. Yeah, wow. so it's, we, we were um, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. yeah. And we loved it again. It, it was really cool. Uh,
0: so, Tom, you mentioned being a counselor and working in, uh, in schools there. Will you talk a little bit about your work? As a counselor in the schools, and then um, how has you know the TBRI, principals, and etc. Ha- how have those things have, have how have you seen them equip you in the school? And are there some particular ways that you've been able to integrate the practices in your school work that might be applicable for folks in different in different school contexts? Yeah.
1: So I think I started around I think twelve to fourteen years ago. I was a youth pastor, and then through various things that 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 ended. And I was called up one day by a principal whose husband I knew saying that we need a counsellor in the school and we know that you were a youth pastor for a couple of years. Would you be interested? So I said, yeah, it was one day a week. And that's that's 10 years ago now. Oh, wow. Um, So it's been a wonderful journey. And I think at first it was just sort of leveraging off of, you know, knowing how to connect with young people, being a space for them to vent, uh, being an encourager and that sort of thing. And then over the years, it's obviously become something that I've been able to draw from experience on, but you're dealing with kids who, where there's divorce, perhaps there's death, maybe there's just simple anxiety in a school setting, maybe there's bullying, um, sort of various across spectrum sort of things from just the general day-to-day, it's difficult being in school to some severe stuff um, that you're helping them navigate with, whether it be a small, more longer-term more shorter-term. Um, and I, I think for me, the biggest... Thing with TIBRA IETC is it's helped me to, to be able to listen more. Um, it certainly caused me to be more frustrated with teachers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> because,
1: because the moment you get a certain behavior, the behavior is the child, and that's where they stop. Not all of them, but many. They'll say, I see a behavior, I see a child doing that behavior, therefore the child has a problem, therefore the child is the problem. But the moment you press pause and you go, well, let's ask why. Um, and then you start to scratch the surface and that. And what it does, it, it empowers you. It also empowers the teacher to have more empathy, to have more compassion. And then straight away, you're able to connect better. And then on the back of connecting, you're able to help more. And also this year during lockdown, um, I worked online through, you guys have got something called the, the National Institute of Trauma and Loss and Children. Okay. And I became a, a trauma practitioner through them. And it's amazing how the different things work through and they pull in ACEs and attachment theory and all that sort of stuff. And again, it's, it's about chasing the why. It's about asking the stuff. It's about dealing with your stuff first and seeing how you've been affected and how that affects your filter and then when you deal with a child. So in a school setting, it certainly allowed me to be able to not just look at the behavior, and it's allowed me to sort of push pause and hopefully encourage the teachers to push pause and look beyond the behavior and say, hold on a second, if you're going to address the behavior, you're not going to solve this challenge because it's not a, it's not a problem that needs to be solved. It's perhaps a child that needs to be loved and encouraged and, and supported in that. Um, so that's definitely what, what, what ETC has put firmly on the radar, Matt, um, when, when dealing with kids from a counseling perspective. And yeah. That's
2: yeah. so good. That's so good. I mean, um, man, what a nugget right there. I mean, so all, I mean, I mean, seriously. I mean, we just when we think about kids, so often they get labeled by their behavior, and yeah. if it's just the one thing, what is the why behind the behavior? And we do it. I mean, as parents, I mean, we we've we've said that over and over. Of, um, I mean, just. 15 minutes ago before we jumped on, I had to run out into the hall, get a dog and there was a kid doing something. I was like, Oh, what's okay. What's going on? Okay. This is what's really cool. (laughs) It is the why, but yeah, it's good. So good.
1: And I think also one of the great things is just when you take a step back and you're asking the why it it just helps the relationship because Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't react you actually, yeah. you want to know. You actually start to care. Go, Hold on a second. You're doing this, and it's not just about medicating this child, and and it starts you on a journey to to, to learn more as well. You know, I mean, simple things like, you know, the, the majority of the 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 ADHD symptoms are exactly the same as trauma symptoms, and and things like that alone. You sit there going, well, maybe we should start reassessing ADHD, and you know, but in a, in a school setting, where teachers have got no. I've got to teach, I've got to get through this. And then you bring in corona and you bring in all this and, and all the rest of it. So placing that word why on the radar is so important because at the moment people are just trying to get through and they they're still trying to find this normal, get back to normal, which is not gonna happen. Right. Yep. But if you if you look at the why, it gives you the breathing space to perhaps navigate it a little bit better, I think.
0: Yeah. That's a word. I, I mean, that is that is great. Dawn, uh, th- I wonder for you, have there been, I mean, you guys mentioned the lockdown and obviously your you, school is starting to go back now. Um, do you guys feel like there have been uh, any practices or, or particular things that uh, for you at home have been uh, – the most helpful, most useful, or most practical—like, have you have you noticed yourself using um, or needing one tool more than others in your in your parenting during the lockdown?
3: Yeah, I think um, I think one thing that Tom wrote, and I think he wrote it to you, was definitely owning your stuff because so much more of your stuff comes out when you're all stuck together <laughs> for this extended amount of time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so we, we've been doing a, definitely a lot of digging, a lot of, um, okay, why is this triggering me? Why, you know, why am I? I'm chasing my own why here. Mm-hmm. Um, There's definitely a lot of that. And I think also just being aware of our kids are under stress. Yeah. And so their responses at the moment are stress responses. And just being aware of that and just, you know, having a lot more grace for them. Having a lot more yeah. grace for ourselves. Just having a lot more grace, like, on the whole.
1: A lot more um, redos,
3: A lot of redos. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think just keeping that on, our, on my radar especially has, has helped a lot. Um, just to let things go. Um, I think in this time, trying to, you know, stick to things that, we've, that we're working before, it's, it kind of it just makes things go a bit crazy. um so we have just it's been grace and let
0: it go (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 And that's going to do it for our conversation with Tom and Don today. Like we said, uh, tune in next week. We're going to have part two of our conversation with Tom and Don, uh, where they talk uh, a lot about their work doing racial reconciliation in a post-apartheid South Africa, and uh, they they kind of explain the history of their um, community there, as well as just uh, the need for the work and what they're doing. Um, also, what it's like to be a, a transracial adoptive family in South Africa uh, during this time, and so um, it really interesting conversation with them. You will not want to miss it. So make sure you tune in there. I also mentioned last week we are we are close to jumping off on our uh, series on transracial adoption and uh, several conversations specifically about uh, those dynamics and what that looks like. And so Tom and Don's conversation will serve as sort of a precursor to that conversation. They'll get that conversation started, um, albeit talking about it in a different context from most of you who are listening today. Um, And lastly, I'll just say this, um, as we we gear up for that conversation, um, obviously around the world right now, but specifically in the U.S., um, there are countless conversations that are happening uh, centered around race, about justice, about um, uh, social injustices, systemic injustice, all of that. And those of us who are transracial adoptive families uh, can often feel caught in the middle of those conversations. Um, and so we, we are working um, hard to equip our listeners with everything that you might need um, to navigate those conversations with grace and with uh, courage, um, to be able to be uh, civil and also uh, to voice your opinions and to to have your opinions heard, also to learn and to to be able to um, set out in that journey well. And so we hope that you've been enjoying this conversation so far. Again, we'd love to hear your feedback. And so uh, those of you who have sent feedback in, uh, it's been incredibly helpful. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, It's really helping us to to guide and, uh, and to be able to Uh, steer these conversations in a way that's most helpful to you. And so if there's a conversation or a topic that you would love to hear about, uh, please do send it in to us. Let us know uh, because we would love, love, love to uh, steer more of the conversations in the way that you are wanting to have them steered um, and, and resource you, the listeners, our, our family um, in any way we possibly can. So uh, that's it for us today on the ETC podcast. Um, our show is engineered and edited and mixed and all of that by the one and only Kyle Wright. Tad Jewett does provide our music and he is uh, quite a gentleman as well (laughs) that's it for us today for mo ottinger for tom and don jordy and for uh, myself this is the atc podcast and we'll see you next week